Welcome back to the Trees and Nylon podcast. I'm your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees. And I'm joined today by the king of Cali, the drum and bass enthusiast, and the founder of USAL Project himself, Michael Washington. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's it's hot over here in California yeah? now. It's yeah, almost it's... Time, time to bring the air conditioning units inside. <laughs> we don't, our houses don't come with... I guess the old ones don't come with air conditioning. So mm-hmm. it's kind of weird because I guess very like real version of um, global warming right there. But essentially it was used to be like, I guess, cool enough in the summers where they didn't need it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, all these old LA homes come with no central AC. So we, when it comes like hot enough, you got to like bring in some like fans and really stock up on uh, air supply. So uh, <laughs> it's almost that time. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, here in Georgia, I don't think we'd live if we didn't have built an AC. Um, but it is, it's quite nice right now. It's been raining for the past two or three days. So it's like a nice 70 degrees outside right now, 72, 73, something like that. So I've been cool. kind of blessed, especially with coming back from the UK and it being so cold every day there. Uh, it hasn't yeah. been swelteringly hot, which has been nice for my body to adjust. Amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, well, this is not a podcast where we were talk about the weather. Uh, thankfully <laughs> this is a podcast about trees and nylon. Uh, we're bringing on guests, talk about the past, present and future progression with both those topics. So my question for you, Michael, top of the episode, um, would you like to start with trees or nylon? Let's go with trees. Awesome. Good choice. Good choice. Um, starting with trees, let's talk a little bit about how you got into kind of going outside and enjoying going outside also. Yeah. Um, I think enjoying going outside, I can't really remember a time that I didn't enjoy it. I think it's only progressively become more, um, I guess more of a thing in my life where I've noticed it and kind of taking it as a place to kind of find a recharge and inspiration. And, um, you know, through kind of like doing that, I've kind of felt more stoked on life than I ever have. So Mm. of course, when that feeling comes about and anything you do, you want to do more of it. So naturally I'm going out as much as I possibly can, but, um, mm-hmm. I, where it's, where it started, um, I went to grew up in Texas, um, definitely camped a lot. was outside a lot, rode my bike everywhere, had a lot of, um, space to kind of play in. Um, everything's you know, bigger in Texas. Got the space. Yeah. For it. Yeah. We lived in the suburb like area, but there was a lot of just flat plains and just like lots of like space to explore for, you know, a kid. Um, it felt huge. You know what I mean? Mm. At the time. So, yeah. um, you know, through that definitely grew an appreciation for the outdoors, probably why I chose my destination for college to be in Boulder, Colorado at the university of Colorado, mm, um, nice. which is very much so world renowned for being an outdoorsy, um, place, um, mm-hmm. to, you know, to be, um, again, I really didn't like think of it though, that I was just like an outdoorsy person. And at that point, everyone at Boulder literally did outdoors. So it wasn't special. It didn't feel special. So it was really only until I came to LA where I started to, you know, definitely smack dab in a, in a massive metropolis I started to, cause I guess realize, Oh, this is something that I really do miss yearn for. How do I figure out how to live my day-to-day life working in the entertainment industry in LA while mm-hmm. still finding, um, the time to, to do my passion, which is 
getting outside. So through years and years of figuring that out, got to a place in LA now where um, I'm feeling stoked and excited about living here because we have so much um, available to, at our fingertips. And uh, yeah, and it's kind of now I'm stoked to kind of help others figure that out. That's awesome. So you're kind of like you had that moment you would say in college where you're like, oh, this is something that I really do care about. And I kind of just took for granted or kind of just did without thinking about it my whole life. I think it was, I would say it wasn't in college. That was still my stage of not realizing it. It was when I got mm. to LA. Okay, it, was after okay. it was after college for sure. Um, that was when I bought a camper van. That was when I just started like driving places and seeing what's out there and like getting my head wrapped around just how awesome California is. And uh, and having that kind of work life balance really intrigued me, um, where I could be out in the woods one day and then, you know, at a really cool spot in LA the next. And I kind of mm-hmm. made that a little bit of my MO, um, in terms yeah. of how people knew, like I interacted with, um, my weekends. Nice. Nice. And, uh, from you interacting with it, we're kind of just jumping right into the present here uh, with you saw project. Um, you've already alluded to as well, where you kind of are helping other people find that love for the nature as well. Um, what prompted you to want to start Usol, and also give a kind of a background for people who might not know about it? Yeah, so Usol is a community here in LA that I started, which essentially um, builds, I guess, an opportunity for people to learn and kind of find others through anything outdoor hobby or sustainable hobby related. So we do anything from trips, events, workshops, classes, meetups, get togethers, not exclusive to any one type of activity. I'm very much so just like I love trying new things and I find excitement in being a novice. And I felt like there weren't enough communities that were just specific to like being new to something. It always felt like you either didn't do it or you're really good at it already. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, that's can be a very contriving feeling trying to get into a new hobby without knowing what to do and only knowing people that are really, really good. So I was like, you know what, let's start something where like people can learn from, you know, basically like glorified homies. Um, you know, the guides aren't these like REI level, um, you know, studied their whole life to become like a trail guide type people. They're people that mm-hmm. have done it their whole lives through, you know, whatever reason, but, you know, they work their nine to fives, but this is something they're really good at. They know how to do. And they're like really excited about sharing that with others. Those Mm -hmm. are the kind of people that we employ to run these kind of classes. And we do them, um, once to twice, uh, every weekend and also during the week. So, um, that's Usul. And I think your question was, I guess, what inspired me to start it? Yeah. Yeah. Was there like an inciting moment or something where that happened? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think it was over quarantine 2020, everyone was, um, you know, very much stuck inside. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything was closed. National parks were closed. Um, Hotels were closed. Airbnbs were closed. We were all stuck. You know what I mean? And I, at the time, had a, and still do have like very much like the most apocalypse ready van (laughs) at my disposal. And I was like, huh. Uh, everything is dangerous. I live in the biggest city in the world and that's even feels dangerous to walk outside my house. Like, mm-hmm. why don't I jump in my car and just like basically fuck off to the middle of nowhere? That feels like the most safe 
option even yeah. not a, let, let alone it's all I want to do right now is get out of this stupid house. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I was doing over 2020 was just doing these crazy trips. And at that point, I think that's when I really started, obviously like a lot of people had the same feeling, everything slowed down. And at that point you're like, you're, you know, anything capitalism related stopped in terms of a day-to-day job. And they were just like, Oh shit. Like, what do I actually like to do? What am I even, mm-hmm. what do, do I even have hobbies? What are they? Um, and at that point, that was when I just like zoomed right into <laughs> nature and outdoors mm-hmm. and just went full throttle that whole year. And I think that was the year that I really started to kind of share it online in a way that like, I was just like always doing some shit like that. And that's when people were mm-hmm. noticing very much so that I was always outdoors. Um, and I started getting hit up by so many people. And what I realized was just how little people know about what's not only what's around them, but that what I was doing wasn't so drastically like hard or like unique or um, untan- un- unrealistic for them. But for whatever reason, they felt this huge barrier between like what I was doing and anything that they could do. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm someone that I would consider still a novice. I was backpacking for the first time that year. I was doing these. So it's like, it wasn't like I've been doing this my whole life per se. Yeah. Obviously I've loved nature, but like, it wasn't, it's not like I'm, you know, just so good at all these things. It was just, mm-hmm. I guess I had a little bit more know-how, a little bit more time on my, like I've had a little bit more time figuring out that I like to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little, maybe like a little more like DIY willpower to do it on my own. But I think what I realized was that, wow, people have such a barrier between like what they think they can do and, mm-hmm. and what I was doing. And for whatever reason, this, they felt they would never be able to do what I was doing where I was like, dude, we live in the same place. Mm-hmm. We have the same type of lifestyle. Like you have the same availability to do this stuff if you wanted to, as I do. Um, and I just was like something need, I need to start something where I can, help people figure this out. And it started with the idea of like, well, let me make a Google doc full of like all the places I've been recommendations, where to go. That felt like, eh, I don't know if that's the right idea. And then very much so for the longest time, I was just contrived with the idea of like giving people just straight up A to B information of like what to do, because then it's on me to like, to navigate, like who's good enough to do this stuff. Like, well, if they're out there, will they, will they know what they're doing? Will they get hurt? Are they safe? Like, will mm-hmm. they just like leave it trashed? Will they do it with, with the wrong intentions as a way to just like get fucked up? Um, yeah. Are they like, what is the, like, there's no real like point in that. Like, and I don't, and I didn't really feel like fulfilled by just giving people like, just like straight up information on the places I was going, which mm-hmm. is what everyone was asking. Right. And so I was, con- you know, f- conflicted for a very long time about figuring out well, what is it? How can I figure this thing out? How can I um, start something that doesn't, that kind of like doesn't, you know, mess it up for, for myself and everyone that loves to do this stuff. And um, I had kind of an aha moment when I was in El Salvador over December. Funny enough, I'm literally headed out the door to go back to El Salvador this weekend. <laughs> but um, I went on this guided trip. It wasn't even like intentional. Basically, the waves were flat. And this guy that was from there was like, hey, I got a truck. You and your friends, you guys want to pay me 20 bucks each. And like, I'll take you on this crazy two day, three day like trip where I'll show you all around, (laughs) all, all around the mountain, like all around the mountain towns. We'll go to like the coffee plantations. We'll like learn about like, 
mm-hmm. like historic ways of cooking, like Salvadorian cooking. We'll like, we'll do these things. And like literally on the fly, he was just like, Hey, my friend has a, a horse, like some horses. You want to go ride them? Like, it wasn't like nothing was planned. This guy was like the nicest guy ever. He felt like your best friend. And I was learning so much from this dude who like just was so excited to show kid. He wasn't even a guide, but he was just like from that area. He knew everything there was to know. And he yeah. was just so excited to show us. And that rubbed off. And that became, even though I was, it was a surf trip, that was like the most fun I had on the trip. Mm. And that was just the aha moment. I was like, holy shit. Like I've been thinking about it all wrong. Like I should be starting a platform for, for people like this dude, guys, yeah. you know what I mean? Not a platform to give out information, but a platform where people can, can learn. Like there's like, a, mm. a, I was missing that step, like learning. I was missing that, like people need like knowledge and understanding and like, etiquette and technique and like they mm-hmm. need a, pl- a a place to do that before they can get to be so like you know what i mean and so that was exactly yeah, yeah. the big yeah. the big aha moment i was like well, shit like i've always wanted a spearfish where the hell would i do that i couldn't find it i always wanted to forage is there anyone in la that forages couldn't find it so i was really mm-hmm. man it was like i know these people are here but it's you gotta find it yeah. here, here's the issue the issue is again it's just like it's so hard to find this information so like that all these reasons were like, okay, this is now feeling like a real idea. This is now feeling like something that is needed. Um, and so I got back to LA in January and started putting out the idea and we launched officially like a month ago. And, um, and you know, now we're here and it's feeling really cool. Nice stuff, man. So I have some questions. Um, was this someone that you knew or was it like a, a surf guide or something? Or was this just like a literally random El Salvadorian guy that you just hopped in the back of his truck for two days? I had no, I did not know him. Um, my friends had been down there before. Um, mm-hmm. So I was, I was with them. Um, his name's Rivas. Uh, shout out Rivas. Shout out Rivas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was just like this like stoner Salvadorian dude who was just like hanging out and like, just like super chill and fun and like, and it just kind of like came up that he would be down. I guess he did it for like a hotel nearby whenever like the guests wanted like to do it. But, but with us, he was just like, yeah, like, let's just go like rogue and like figure it out. But um, so it was just kind of like this <clears throat> on a whim, jump in the back of his car, um, bring enough clothes for two days. And yeah, just go we, rogue. <laughs> go rogue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, it, and it was like beyond inspiring um as far as kind of like you know i don't know just that whole experience just like really woke yeah. me up um so yeah that's crazy yeah i mean i can understand um like going to rei for myself um has been like informational in the sense of i'll go there and i'll say hey what's like a good hike to do in the smoky mountains or like i want to get this kind of pack what would you suggest that kind of thing it's not something where it's like hey would you go like on a hike with me Cause it just seems daunting. And like, I don't know the person and I don't know who they are, that kind of thing. But also being in a group with like the events that you put on, it just looks like it's a, it's a lot of, a lot of people having fun. And I didn't really have that. I had like a couple of friends that knew a little bit, but then I kind of had to figure out my own, like, Oh, I had to figure out what all trails was. And I had to like be browsing the internet for a while and like learning about all these things instead of having a community kind of like a, like a cheat code, you know, like a shortcut to kind of get into it a lot more easily, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Uh, that's kind of the present. Um, how often I have to ask a question the the viewers would crucify me if I didn't, how often do you get outside? What's your routine? Like, um, I get outside every weekend or every weekend. even, 
even on the weekdays. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'll try, I'll run, I'll trail run during the week. I'll surf during the week. Um, mm-hmm. on the weekends, we're doing these events and I'm going to doing a lot more activities that, you know, I've never even done. And, you know, a big mm-hmm. thing is like climbing here in LA is, is, is blowing up. And so yeah. we've been doing all these kind of bouldering, um, outdoor saw, bouldering yeah. things. And, and that is a lot of fun and like a new fun hobby that I'm stoked on. Um, you know, I'm still backpacking, you know, once a month, at least going somewhere mm-hmm. cool. Um, I'm yeah. Trying to do more free diving, more like spearfishing stuff in the ocean. Now that the water's kind of warming up. Nice. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, my life now is revolves around it. So there's, there's, there's really, um, it's really an, an the, the better question is like, when am I inside to be honest? So <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, and do you do, you try to do like a, you saw project every weekend or every month or like, what's the schedule for that look like? No, we're, we're 100% doing at least one a week, but now we're going to start to Sweet. do two, two a week. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I guess the future, uh, you've already talked a little bit about going to two a week for USOL. Do you have like bigger goals for the company, for the idea, for anything like that um, in the future? Yeah. I guess it's future trees. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like the, it's really, you know, it's still so new and we're only a month in, it feels so realized, mm-hmm. but it's really not. And I really don't want to mm-hmm. put a, you know, cap on what the cape, like yeah. what the, you know, I guess like where this thing could go and what it could be, but I really do love, um, you know, all I know is like a lot of my ideas, I have a bunch of them and they all kind of come back to, um, the need for one central thing. And that is a very like definitive, like, like built out community. Mm-hmm. And so right now that's all I'm trying to do is like boots on the ground in the weeds of like building the strongest community of outdoors and sustainable enthusiasts here in LA as possible. And with that community, there's, you know, there's so much we can, that, that USAL can be and do, um, mm-hmm. but nothing really works without like the groundwork of doing it. And so right now um, these events are very much our thing. And that is strictly just so that we can build this community a lot of the events are free some of them are the ones that are for pay those are because it has to be whether we're running a space or whether like we're buying clay or this and that so mm-hmm. um but we're but we're doing as much as we can to be free meetups just to get people out there and together and like doing these things so that we can take this and build on that and build on that build on that um i think the idea of consulting is a big one um usal is like a, a consultant um, for companies or brands to be able to do, you know, these types of things, even at the sense of retreats for, you know, startup companies or companies Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, want to build connectivity through nature with their, um, employees, um, in terms of these kind of like, you know, work-related retreats. These are all things that like with our arsenal of guides and, and teachers, we can have really easy ability to do in our knowledge of the space and area around LA, um, and, and yeah, I mean, sky's kind of the limit there, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, it's just right now focused on doing as many events as possible to build out as many people to be a part of this thing as possible. And with that kind of army, um, you know, we, there, there's, you know, we can, we can take on bigger ideas and opportunities. 
Nice. Nice. So yeah, you're not, you're not setting up goalposts. You're just seeing where it rides. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, I like that. Um, sweet. Do you have anything else to say about the trees section of the podcast? Um, yeah, I, I just went on a trip for my birthday, went backpacking and it was one of the most unique, uh, I'll say unique is really a funny, <laughs> it's like, because I don't really know how to describe it. It was crazy in a sense that I've, most of my backpack trips are very formulaic. Like we know exactly what we're expecting. It's very planned out. Um, mm-hmm. This was not, it was, <laughs> I was in a whirlwind of just so much going on. And then it's your birthday and like, you want to think about it. You don't want to think about it. Do we do something? Do we not do something? Last mm-hmm. minute, got a group of guys together. We decided to go um, backpacking um, up in um, the Eastern Sierra. Yeah. The Eastern Sierra. So um, it's kind of like Sequoia, but a little bit East and, um, didn't really mm-hmm. look up too much. We looked at the weather briefly. We thought that it would be chilly, but not too cold. We figured we'd be in the sun. Mostly. We also figured that we were going to be landing our campsite nine miles in after, um, after a nine mile hike, we'd be at this Alpine Lake where we'd be able to fish and j- get in the water and just really enjoy um, being outside in the sun with some friends. And it was completely not that. So we get to the trailhead and it ends up being that actually we don't get to the trailhead. It ends up being that there is a, um, for whatever reason, the, 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 the road to the trail, which is about five miles or so was closed. Um, mm-hmm. and then actually even before that, we get stuck in some snow. My car gets stuck in some snow. So okay. it takes, it takes an hour for us to get out of, of like to dig my car out of snow. Jeez. Um, and then we, there's ends up being another, an added five miles to our, our nine mile hike. Um, and it's already kind of late in the day cause it took time to dig my car out. Uh-huh. Um, so we get the trailhead finally to start our actual hike. It's beautiful. We're having fun. The weather's kind of exactly what we figured like at that space, but, um, you know, we are hiking up like very much up towards an Alpine Lake. So we're gaining elevation, gaining elevation, gaining elevation. So as soon as we get to a certain point, starts getting a little cold. We're like, hmm, it's getting pretty cold out. Like, is it really, it's not that late yet. Like, interesting. We keep walking mm-hmm. more and more snow. We're, we're trying to find the trail because we're walking through snow. It's like, not, it's bad. It's not too bad. And it just finally gets to a point where it's pretty, it gets, it's kind of like late in the day. It's around like 536. And we still have a long way to go because we started kind of late. And yeah. now we're at the point of elevation where it is freezing <laughs> and the, there is nothing but snow on the ground and the weather is turned and it's like, like windy cold. And we're just like, we're in shorts. Like we had, we're just oh. like, what the hell are we doing? And we had to make like the safe call and be like, no, we got to turn around. So we turn around, we hike back, we find like a nice safe spot to camp. It was freezing that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were all just like, this is the most kind of cold Alpine, like, like backpacking we've ever done. Jeez. All this said, it ended up being like one of the best trips ever. Cause we did have to like pull together and have this camaraderie through mm-hmm. all of those hardships. Like even like some of my friends are like, yo, my favorite part was digging your car out of the snow because like, it was just mm-hmm. like us having to like, you know, join forces to figure this, figure out what, what we were going to do. I think that is low key, like the love I have for backpacking because mm-hmm. you do have to be very safe and you have to be very on top of um safety and like protocol and making sure yeah. you're keeping your group safe and like that those aren't really things that in your day-to-day life like you really have to do 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's really nice to be able to be tested in those ways. Obviously, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't ever recommend doing the trip we did again, or <laughs> yeah. I would not want to do it again. But like you kind of like prepare for fail, not prepare for failure, but like you prepare for those those experiences. You know what I mean? And we knew what to mm-hmm. do. We had the right gear. We all obviously like we're cold, but we all we all like had the right shelters and like mm-hmm. it was a lot colder than we thought, but we were able to figure it out. And um, it was an amazing trip, but it was just very very. Uh, <laughs> And unique. I'll go back to that word. It's very unique. So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> nice. A um, couple of things to say about that before we move on to the nylon section. Um, I like to call that type two fun. Type one fun is fun in the moment. Type two is fun thinking about it. And then type three is just like not fun at all. But like you think it is fun for some reason. Um, yeah. That definitely sounds like type two fun. It sounds a lot like the last backpacking trip I did where it was 20 degrees out at night and super windy. Um, yeah. And it was just really cold, uh, but we sat by the fire for as long as we could. And we got in our tents and it was freezing. And I woke up to my toes that were numb because I didn't have a uh, extreme enough sleeping bag. But oh, yeah. looking back, you know, it's, it's about testing yourself, but it's about challenging yourself totally. and, uh, you know, putting your, putting yourself out in nature like that. Uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about nylon. No, we only got about 20 minutes left here, but cool. we'll do it real quick. Um, second portion of the show clothing the out the outdoor clothing maybe specifically if you want to talk about that how did you get into kind of just dressing in general uh yeah leading up to where Um, you are now um yeah i mean i think i think i always kind of revert back to the idea that um you know having a strong sense of you know personal or i guess strong sense of self um Mm -hmm leads into having a strong sense of style. If Definitely. you know what you, who you are, you know what you mm-hmm. like and you, and you're very sure of those things and you don't let the world or the people around you or social media, like totally mm-hmm. deter your thoughts process on like your true straight up kind of values and morals. Like I think that low key goes into having really good style. Like people that usually have those kind of characteristics are the ones with very like un um just like not even try hard kind of cool and like energy mm. radi- radiating it radiating from them and, and yeah. instantly we find them fashionable but really they just have a really strong sense of self and in that they they um you know exude that through their style their personal style and so mm. for me all i try to do is that like i try as hard as possible to like be very in tune with what i like and exemplify what i like and not be kind mm. of like scared to try new things because I, if I like it, I like it and just be like very hard nosed about like those things. And obviously I'm influenced by the world, nature, um, the things I see on the internet, the, you know, style around me, my friends, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and that's like the most fun part of living in LA. It's, it's such a hotbed for culture and it's exciting to meet people with so many different personal um, backgrounds and, and obviously personal styles. Um, and that's all, and that all influences you. And you just kind of like, you know, over time, you just build this kind of general, um, perspective on what you like and what you don't, and you try new things. They don't work. You, 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 you stick with things that have worked for 10 years. It's just Mm -hmm. like that to me is where I'm at now. I, 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 I've, you know, almost kind of archived like a, um, you know, there's, there's an archive there of like things that I like that I kind of stem from that 
you know, have been there for years or they're, or I'm just trying them out, but they make sense. And so mm. I, um, I try not to jump around, um, too much on the things that I wear and things that I like. A lot of it just fits in to, like I said, this kind of general vibe. Mm. Um, and, and within that, um, yeah, that's kind of like personal style. And as it comes to outdoors, I mean, it's just so fun. I mean, I think the out, outdoor clothing is like, um, really fun to, to try because a lot of it, there's always these new, every, it, it, there's a lot of like newness happening every, every day. It feels like there's just mm-hmm. very like interesting takes on, um, technical kind of gear and different ways of doing it and, and the colors and this and that. And I love all those kind of things and I'm definitely like a gearhead. So I love mm-hmm. like, you know, that component of it and, and then actually putting it to use and trying it on the trail or this and that. And, um, so, you know, my favorite, you know, brands are the outdoor brands that are kind of trying new things and, and keeping that curiosity within their product um, mm-hmm. and how, and how they approach design. And, nice. um, and all of that really, really inspires me as I'm, you know, trying to make clothes for the first time and products and goods for the first time. Um, and just trying to trust my own intuition and, and again, back to just like what I like and, and, and hoping that rings true, um, with others, but not being too, uh, worried about that and just kind of sticking to what you like, because, um, that's really the point. Nice. Um, what are some brands that you do, uh, think are pushing those boundaries that you enjoy? Well, yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm influenced by mostly by the things that are around me and, mm-hmm. um, and district vision, they are there. They mm-hmm. feel re- like in LA right now. Um, uh, it's, it's a really cool brand because they do a lot of activations here in LA. They're, they're based in here in LA. You see them in the local bike shops. They really have like a good, like hold on being in the right places. And, mm-hmm. you know, universally everyone wears, wears them like their glasses here in LA. Like if you are into mm-hmm. the outdoors or into any type of active, whether it's running, like, you know, district vision, but that's cool because to me, district vision isn't like a huge brand. Like they're not mm-hmm. like, they're not nearly the biggest like Sol- Solomon or these types of brands. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if internationally they have that appeal, but like for whatever reason, like this, this, this kind of like they're in, in LA, it feels very big. And okay. I kind of, and I really respect that. And obviously I, I, I had a, um, a panel that I did, uh, with high sobriety where in Merrill, mm-hmm. where they, I moderated in, in Max Ballot. He's the, one of the co-founders of district vision was on the panel. So I got to meet him, chat with him. And I just loved his, his mind. I like the way he thinks. I think, um, he has a very cool perspective and he's very honest in his opinions. And, um, you know, he doesn't really, you know, care to please. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've been around for a pretty long time, a lot longer than people would think, but they're just now kind of finding their stride and their most recent collections have been their most, um, abundant as far as sales. And so that's inspiring to see them picking their feet up and having, you know, a moment for themselves. Um, and, and yeah, and I, and I just like their sleek design. I like, um, you know, the, the, you know, their branding, I like their marketing. I like, um, yeah, how they approach it from a kind of, uh, more mindfulness and kind of perspective. And they're all about kind of like, you know, mental health and, and making sure that's a part of like exercise and, um, 
sports because you don't really see that from many kind of sports related brands. Um, and so for all those reasons, um, they inspire me. Um, it's not really that I wear them re- religiously, but more so, um, yeah, I think they're doing really cool things. Nice stuff, man. Nice. Um, so for the sake of time, I'll just ask you right now, uh, where do you see the future of either your fashion or I guess your style or kind of style in general going for like the outdoor fashion scene, but also kind of mainstream if you have your finger on that pulse? I think people are going, I'm really inspired right now by a lot of my friends who are making, who I'm meeting through Usol, but like meeting mm-hmm. a lot of people who are making their own stuff, whether it's their own um, backpacking backpacks, whether it's their own, um, chalk bags, whether it's their own, like, like bootleg, like Arc'teryx merch, like there's just, there's just like, I think I'm all, I'm getting like sent. Cause like people are liking my stuff. So like, I'll send them stuff. They'll send me stuff. And so like, I'm getting to like support so many small up and coming like brands that I think have really cool stuff that like no one really knows about. Like they're not like big or anything, but like, I think I'm seeing that as a trend that a lot of people are just kind of like looking at these big brands, seeing what they're, what they like of them, seeing what they don't, but Mm -hmm. they are, um, they're inspired nonetheless to, to kind of do their own stuff. And I think that's super cool. And I think we're only going to see more kind of, you know, smaller underground kind of like localized, um, outdoor gear and outdoor kind of related goods um, and brands kind of start to start to kind of pop up. And, um, that to me is tight. I like, I, I really like that. Nice stuff. Yeah. So more, more DIY is what you're, you're envisioning in the future, at least in your future. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think like we're going to take notch that like, you know, from these big brands, but I think that, uh, um, I think we're going to start to see a lot more, um, at least here in America, I mean, I'm, I can't speak for um, the rest of the world, but it feels like we're having a little bit of a moment here in LA where, um, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff being made that um, is really on the brink of existence and, and, and just starting out. But I think that's going to, that trend should, you know, ring true um, to, to stick around. Nice. Yeah. I would, I would, I'd say that um, I think I've said it before, uh LA kind of does their own thing um <laughs> as far as fashion goes you know like New York kind of disseminates fashion it kind of is the same over like New York London um those kind of areas and LA is kind of doing its own thing so it is interesting to hear what's going on because I I honestly have no idea I don't pay attention to LA fashion really that much at all so it's nice to have a little window into it yeah yeah man sweet um you have anything else you want to say? Any anyone you want to shout out uh, before our time runs out? Um, no, yeah. Sorry, I uh, had had to, this one had to be a quick one, but I feel like yeah, it was great to kind of be on the pod and support this um, this spot. I've, I've listened to it many times, and um, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> you having me on, and um, hopefully we can we can do more. Yeah, of course. Love to have love to have you on a fireside chat. Talk a little bit more about things that we didn't get to talk about as much. And maybe one day I'll be out there in LA going bolder in a summer booth. So who knows? Let's do we'll it. See. Yeah. Hell Let's yeah, do man. it, man. Welcome anytime. Of course. Well, yeah. Um, keep in touch. I'll talk to you later and thank you again for coming on. All right. See ya. All right. Peace out, man.
about this. <laughs>